new beginning. Welcome to the Grief Dreams podcast. My name is Sean Ram alongside Dr. Joshua Black. Happy to be here. Happy to have you guys along the ride with us. And uh, again, you know, thank you for listening. Thanks for tuning in and just taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to any of our episodes. And if it's your first time listening to this podcast, we essentially are a podcast that talks about grief, loss, and dreams of the deceased. And we have guests that we have on that we interview, like to hear about their life story and, and their journey. So jump right in because we're about to get started. On today's podcast, we have with us Gabrielle Mirable, aka Zingara. And she is a 22-year-old music producer from Maryland. Ever since she was little, she had been connected to the spirit world. Dealing with the loss of a loved one has always been different with her because she has been unable to communicate with them. Whether she asks for a specific sign and sees it or has a visitation dream, her loved ones continue to find ways to show her they are still here. She strives to connect her music with spirituality and teaches her audience about the constant presence of spirit around us. And uh, we'll add a link on the show notes where you can find Gabrielle and all her connects and music. Gabrielle, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. It's great to be able to talk to you because my brother, he has a TikTok account. <laughs> and I don't, not really anyways. Anyways, he sent me this video of you and I guess he was following you and you talked about this dream you had. I believe it was your grandpa. And yeah. I was you know, floored by it. So I'm really happy we get to actually talk about it on air. But first, before we, we go there, I want to ask what came first in your life? Was it your music passion or your passion for spirituality? That's a hard question because ever since I can remember, I've been in contact with the spirit world. And one of the first instances I had was actually through a dream. But I've also danced my whole life. And when I graduated high school, I wanted to do something that didn't involve dance because I injured my knee and I still loved music and I have always had that passion. And so I found the best way to do that was to learn how to produce my own music and perform so without having to hurt my knee anymore. So DJing and playing music was the best option. And then connecting that into the spirit world is where I really picked up my passion even more when I found out that I could even do that and talk about it freely. And so what kind of music do you produce? Do you have a specific style or type? Yeah. Yeah. So I am in the EDM scene, electronic dance music scene. And I am striving more towards experimental bass music and trap music. It's definitely more underground to most, I guess, normal genres of music. But in the EDM world, it's definitely picking itself up. But I really, you know, like different dubstep genres and more underground, heavy, bassy music. And combining that with spirituality has definitely been interesting because I like to start out my songs with, you know, being more friendly and just making everything come in smoothly and then completely flipping it. So if I were going to make a song about one of my instances with the spirit world, I have it coming off and starting very delicately, if that makes sense. And then completely switching into what happens when I feel a presence or when I feel a spirit and it just completely like flips sometimes because not everything, not every experience I've had with the spirit world has been pleasant. <laughs> and so connecting that has been very interesting too, just because my audience likes it and they like to hear a story behind my music. And a lot of EDM artists 
I guess, have not done what I'm doing and have not been open to talking more in-depthly about their own lives. And that's what I found my audience likes the most is me being real and honest with them and telling them about all my instances that I've had with the spirit world because a lot of people don't actually talk about it because they sound crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it's super interesting. And it is unique to get that take with an artist. I was listening to the music uh, today and it's 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 very different and I love it. It's especially what I noticed is you don't stick to normal kind of patterns. A lot of times in mm-hmm. EDM music, there's kind of four, four beats and just everything mm-hmm. has its uh, four rhythm. But uh, you played with certain elements that some people would would stay away from because maybe they're thinking about the end user or the listener. Mm-hmm. Like you had this bass, uh, kind of like a bass wobble, and it was just going on for an extended period of time. And I thought that was amazing because it's very reflective of a spiritual journey because you're sitting in discomfort sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's it was so it was such a playful element going from not just like a high level or, or, or something that's more trebly, but sitting in that kind of deep bass, which is uh, it's beautiful. And it is, it's so cool to listen to because it's, it's very uplifting as well at the same time. I think it's very reflective of maybe like a spiritual journey. Yeah. Yep. That's the goal. Achieved it. <laughs> Where do you think a lot of that comes from? in your in your creativity is it just kind of like throughout your day and inspirations that you have in your regular daily life and you just decide that you know i'm gonna oh i got i got something here i got a spark and i kind of want to make a song around that yeah so a lot of my songs um i do talk about them on tiktok too i do start out with a story behind it because it's easier for me to go off an idea when i have like a title in mind or a story to back it up. So a lot of the times when I do have a significant experience with spirit, I will literally stop what I'm doing and sit down and write a song about it because the feeling that I get inside of me, like when I do come in contact with the spirit world, really, it like, I don't know how to really explain it in a normal way besides like, I just know what to do. I know what it's supposed to sound like. And it's almost like this inspiration has been given to me, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's so interesting. Do you see the music? Like if you have an experience uh, of some sort, a spiritual experience, can you see the music play out? Yes. And I sometimes even with my music, I know how it's going to go when I release it too, if that makes sense. So I can see the music um, with my song, The 12th Density. I That song came about from having a different experience. And um, I saw the whole music video that I filmed for it wow. play out in my head. And I watched the video. <laughs> it's uh, definitely, it's a fun video. It's uh, It's so fun to watch and to look at. And it has an element in the beginning where you're building it up and it's kind of yeah, it's introducing you it's introducing things and things are a little bit quieter and you have the snakes around you and, and whatnot and you're dancing but then halfway point it kind of switches a little bit and and that's exactly what you mm-hmm. were talking about before where you, you're not afraid to switch things up a little bit and mm-hmm. the video is showing people dancing having a good time you know people flipping things in the air whether it's a hula hoop or a pizza and then just that i mean kudos yeah. to the Kudos to the editor and the music director as well. That was me. Yep, was I you? also wow. went to 
Yeah, I went to um, Towson University to study film, too. So before I switched over to music, I was doing film. So I had somebody, I had a videographer, but I produced the whole thing. I also produced the song, got all the equipment, got the dancers, choreographed the dance, edited the video. So I, it came to me in a vision. I just knew what to do. I didn't even, <laughs> it's crazy. That's crazy. So did you raise the snakes too? Like, how'd you get those? <laughs> um, so actually, this is another weird story. So um, I'll be short with it, though. <laughs> so I was telling the other two producers of the song that I wanted to have snakes just to represent Kundalini energy. And back in the day, uh, queens were represented with snakes. And in movies, you'll see that too. So I really wanted the snakes to be in the video. I was like, how are we going to find snakes? And especially at an affordable price. And so we're looking on the internet. Um, I couldn't really find anything. And one of the producers was like, I have a friend who used to work at this company that has a bunch of snakes and I'll give you the woman's number. And so he gave me the number, but I was not about to call this random lady. I was like, I don't know anything about this lady. I'm not just going to call her and ask her if she has snakes, you know? So I go back to my work. I work at a restaurant on the side and I'm talking to my manager about this idea. And he said, you should ask one of the coworkers because her mom owns a bunch of snakes. And I asked the coworker and it ended up being the same lady whose number I got what? from my another friend of a friend. So it's just, it's a small world. It was super random. And she brought over, I think there was nine snakes in my house and it was terrifying, but it was also super cool and wow. definitely worth it because it definitely amped up my whole vision. That's incredible. It really is incredible. And especially hearing that you had a huge hand in making that video it just gets my mind working. Like what is the feeling of after it's all done and looking at it and knowing that, Hey, I, I created all that. It's an amazing feeling. And especially because when we were filming, we had to, you know, just because of um, COVID going on right now, we had to cancel it the first time. And I didn't know how we were going to fix it. And then the second time when we got everyone together to reshoot it, just because we wanted to include as many people as possible, but in a safe way. So I had to make a very specific schedule where everyone would come in, they would leave. And so the second time we were supposed to film it, it there was a giant snowstorm. <laughs> and so we had to cancel it again. And so it was like, I kept feeling like, am, am I supposed to actually be doing this? Like I'm putting so much time and thought into this video that when it's actually done, like no matter what happens, no matter the outcome, like I'm just gonna be proud of myself and I'm more than proud of myself. And I can't believe that I actually got it done and I made it all come to true because it's exactly what I saw in my head when I first, when we first put the lyrics to the song, I was like, yep, we need to do this. And so it's a very rewarding feeling and I'm just super impressed with the outcome and super grateful that for the people that were involved and the people that sent me videos to be in it so yeah yeah and just you know my last comment on that is it's such a professional looking video it looks great to me none of it looks am amateurish and, and that's i think uh definitely feel good about that because it, it came off beautiful yeah the song the, the story the video what people are doing in the video all that looks great thank you so much that music had words overlapping it, which I think is interesting because a lot of your music doesn't. So what gave you the inspiration mm -hmm. to put some lyrics in there or someone talking? It was at Deepak. No, so that that the man talking in the background is a guru and he goes by Sad Guru. And we were trying when we put when we first made the beat, me and my two other friends, we 
I, it didn't feel full for me. And a lot of the times, like when I make electronic music, you don't need to have words because usually like the bass and the rest of the sounds that I add in there kind of fills it out for me enough. But for some reason, this song, I was like, no, no, we have to go and we have to research and see what we can add to this. And so we were looking up on YouTube, just like different manifestation speeches, because that's what a lot of EDM people do. They just go on YouTube, they like pull off different speeches and stuff, and they use some of the words in there. And so we were going through and we were searching manifestation videos and we found the one of Sadhguru and another weird thing. So spirit really always connects and shows me the way and connects me to different things. But the week before, my uncle also owned a meditation center and he went out to see Sadhguru in Tennessee and didn't tell me and I didn't know. And then he gets back and I'm showing him the song. and He's like, wait, is that Sadhguru? Like I just met him last week. It's just, it's such a small world. It's crazy. Wow, that is interesting. You have so many, like, so much help, I guess, along the way. And I guess that's got to make life easy for you or easier for you, <laughs> knowing yeah. that uh, you're not alone. And, <laughs> and so I want to take it back to, because you said you, since the beginning that you can be aware of, you started having connection with spirituality and the spirit world and stuff. Is that because you had someone die very early on in your in your life? Or is it just something that you just knew or, or had an experience? Um, I figured it out. I didn't have um, a significant experience with someone that passed until 2011. But before that, when I was super young, I was having these dreams with, I guess, I didn't know it was a spirit at first, but they kept coming to me and they were reoccurring. And it got to the point where I would literally see the person, the spirit in person. And that's when I was like, something is not right. Like, this is not just a dream at this point. And so my aunt um, is a psychic medium. And I wasn't able to meet her just for other reasons until I was in middle school. And literally the first time that I met her, she looked at me and she's like, I know what you see and I'm going to help you. And so she started training me and helping me learn with it and set boundaries because a lot of people don't know, like when you have these different abilities, I guess you can call it. A lot of the times spirit knows that you can that they can you can see them and so they bug you and they keep bugging you until they get what they want and so it's very important to set your boundaries with them otherwise like me as a kid I never knew how to shut it off and you know when I was walking through middle school in the hallways I would point out people and like know who's died and who's been close with different people in middle school and I'm like yo spirit you need to leave me alone like I mm -hmm. cannot be that weird kid in middle school, like saying that I see ghosts, <laughs> it's just not, not good. But in 2011, my grandma died and I knew the second that she passed away, I had her smell. She came to me and my sister in our dreams in person throughout nighttime. And that was the big first realization that I could also communicate with my loved ones that have passed away. Wow. That, that is really interesting. And I'm curious just with your experiences, what do spirits want? Um, it depends on if it's, you know, a stranger, like someone that I don't know, or someone that was a loved one. So for example, the very first experience that I had with spirit, it was actually an old man who was, I think my explanation would be that he was in purgatory, which is in the middle, you're not passing through the, in quotations, light, and you're not, you know, you're, you're basically trapped and so he wanted help getting to where he wanted to be, which he, they kept calling it for me, the light. And so my aunt was training me, you know, how to, it's called like a portal. It sounds crazy when I talk about it, but it's, I was training them and 
teach, helping them cross over to the other side fully. Um, and then I, once I did, I haven't seen them since. And with my loved ones, they usually want me to give messages to the people that don't understand that they're still here and to just be like, oh, you keep seeing a blue balloon. Uh, here, this is from me. That's not a coincidence. You keep seeing this blue balloon. I'm putting that there, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's interesting, right? Like for me to to mm -hmm. hear about it just from your experiences. And I'm curious, so if someone goes to the light, you probably won't, I don't know if you know this. So if someone does, let's say, cross over to the light, can they still return to help you in your dreams or your waking life? Yes. So oh. when they fully cross over, which is just what I like to call it. She said um, no, they, that would have been a... <laughs> yeah. She said no, that you would have rocked all of our worlds. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. That, I mean, some people freak out too when I like talk about it too, because they're like, like I can't talk to my loved one. I'm like, no, no, no. They are always still here. So like another thing is when you're not bound to your physical body, you can be everywhere and anywhere at once. Time doesn't actually exist. You are a spirit. You are the law of one. Like you are all fully one and here right now. And so your loved ones can always, always, always send you messages. And I guess yesterday I was driving down the road and I see a giant sign on the side of a building that says, I am always with you. And so take that as a sign right now, whoever's listening, like that's just, it, it's just so clear to me and I feel like I'm here to tell people that their loved ones can still communicate with them just because they are always, always, always able to give you messages, even if it's the smallest little thing that you keep seeing that's reoccurring, whether you ask them to be in your dreams, they can come to you. It's really insane, the connection that we have with our loved ones in the spirit world. Yeah, it can be very hard for, I know like a lot of different cultures see these dreams differently or interpret them a little differently and a lot of people can have these negative dreams too so it's really about using discernment and when you will classify something as that like that's just my mm -hmm. personal opinion because you want it to be able to help you in your grief not hinder you and it's mm -hmm. that's you know like it's, the dream is one thing but also your interpretation of it afterwards is something else and so when mm -hmm. you had your first loss and you started I guess asking for signs or seeing signs what was that like for you because it would have been your first time actually dealing with grief yeah, so my first crazy loss would have been my grandma in 2011, and that was right around the time where I was really um, understanding and getting the training that spirit is always with us. So I feel like I've always dealt with death a little bit differently just because I am able to communicate with my loved ones still. And so my f dealing with her loss was very difficult for me in a different way because I'm still obviously very upset that I can't physically see her, but also I'm sitting around all of my family members who just don't understand and don't believe me when I'm telling them that I'm getting these messages from her. And so, you know, the second that she passed away, I, I immediately knew when she did. And after that, at her funeral, my sister and my brothers, they also have these abilities too. And so they, she came to us the night after her funeral. And it's also kind of almost annoying because I'm also a child and you can't be shaking me awake in the middle of the night being like, Gabrielle, I'm still here. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. But it's, it's three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> you can't be doing homework. this to me right now. <laughs> so like, it's always definitely been like difficult and different for me. 
but also easier in a way if that makes sense. And then in 2017, I actually had three deaths of people that I was close to. One of my best friends, another person that I used to work with, and then my grandpa. And they also, I mean, the amount of times that they come to me still to this day is just, I'm like, hey, what's up? How are you doing today at this point? Because it's it's funny to me because it's just, it's so different and it's so wild, but it's also so real to me. And I don't really believe in coincidences. I believe in synchronicities and the amount of times that I will get an answer immediately after I ask for one, it's just, it blows my mind. And I'm very fortunate to have been raised in a way where I don't get my beliefs and my abilities to be shut off because I know a lot of people do have those experiences. And so I'm very fortunate also to have my aunt be there and train me. And, you know, I, I'm just, I'm a weirdo. (laughs) (laughs) No, come on. You're unique. You're unique. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you know, we, we have guests every now and then who talk about these amazing experiences and it always leaves me very wanting more having more questions than answers and i think it's amazing like it's yeah it's it's something that's just it's a mystery and it for me it's just there i don't know how to obviously it's just so hard to describe but um Mm -hmm. it's interesting though that you describing your family it obviously seems like you have a lot of people who are supportive of that and I wonder if that's an element that's required in order to get these experiences. Like, do you need to kind of have those around you? Do you need to grow up in, in that type of uh, environment? And, uh, you know, is it something that's in us, but dormant, like a, yeah. a dormant gene that gets awoken a up somehow, or is it just, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I'm the type of person that says everybody's psychic. Um, you, it's not that you have to have other people that accept you. It's the fact that you have to accept it yourself and be open to it. I'm also the type of person that say it's believing is seeing. Like once you believe that this stuff is real and, you know, the spirit world is very real, you will start to have more instances um, if you're open to it. It's all about being open. And my aunt always describes it like a radio station. So you can tune into it and you can tune out of it. And that's how I learned to control it by just saying out loud, I'm not open to receiving messages right now, or I am open to receiving messages. And I am fortunate to have a family that believed me. And some, you know, some of them didn't, but my immediate family believed me. My father was a little skeptical at first, but then stuff started happening to him. I guess it was just the house that I grew up in too. And so my aunt also is the psychic. My friends and our family, I have a few family members that have the same stuff going on that I do. And my uncle on the other side of the family also owns the meditation center. So I got it coming from both sides. So me and my siblings are like very active in, you know, knowing this stuff happens, but also very, you know, my brother is very closed off to it, even though he knows if he wanted to, he could be getting these messages. He's just like, nah, yeah, no, I'm not ready for that. So I, it's, I'm fine you know, I I love talking about it. I didn't actually start talking about it publicly until quarantine started happening. But I'm also just like, if you don't want to talk about it, if you don't want to be involved, if you don't believe in it, that's fine. I mean, it's not affecting you. It's not affecting me. But yeah, it's true, right? Like how, how we hang on to these, or we hold back sharing our truths, because we're just afraid a lot of people aren't going to accept us or will judge us in different ways. And you you had that right in the beginning where you're trying to tell people out of your own, the love you had for them to try to help them out in their grief. 
to say, hey, wait, like there's something else going on here. You know, you shouldn't be as sad. But at the end of the day, everyone has to go through their own grief. But I think that moment would have taught you that it was unsafe to share some of the stuff. And that's mm-hmm. tough for anyone because it's always in the back of your mind. It's like dreams. Like when I was a kid, my parents always said dreams were from the devil. So like I never shared them and I didn't want them uh, if I did have them. But it's funny how things change. All of a sudden you get a degree in it and then you just can't stop and talking about it because now it's more accepted, no, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, That's <so>. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and so that, that's wild. So at 12 years old, you're learning all the all of this stuff and you're trying to also learn about the world. And so could you tell me about some of those specific dreams you had of your grandmother? Yeah. So one of the first ones with my grandma, um, and it, it seems to be a recurring thing that when I'm in my old dining room of the childhood home I grew up in, there's always going to be a spirit in there in my dream. And so one of the first ones with her is she first took me to her graveyard and she was making me very aware that she's still here. And then afterwards, we go back into the dining room and she's sitting there basically just telling me and my aunt, that she's still here and specifically what she wants my parents to do with one of their houses that she owned. And she was, she's Italian. So she's very stern. She still has that angry look and was very specific of what she wanted us to do with her stuff, what she wanted us to do with the home, et cetera. And then another cool story with her is that the night after her funeral, she told my sister at the funeral, actually, that she was going to be visiting her. And that night, my sister got shaken awake by my grandma, but she didn't look like her older self when she passed away. She was presenting herself as her younger teenage self. And at, my, at the time, my sister didn't even know that. So she was like, who is this ghost shaking me awake at three o'clock in the morning? And so she shook her awake and she's like, it's me, it's grandma, it's fine. This is my younger version of myself. And my sister is still obviously terrified. So she runs into my dad's room and Mom, my grandma follows her into the room, goes around, kiss my dad on the cheek, and then disappears. So she also hasn't been as active in the spirit world with me as some of my other loved ones have been recently. Um, so when she first passed away, I smell. I knew she passed because of a smell that she had. And, you know, in an Italian household, she had a very specific smell, and I just knew it. So now every time that I know that she's with me, it's like a gust of wind comes by like it did that day that she passed. And I know that she's there. I think it's interesting that you had a, the dream of her wanting or giving you advice on what you she wanted done with her stuff. I think that's just, I don't know if I've ever heard of that before. Like, I, I never yeah. thought, like, if there was a spirit that they cared or they're attached to their belongings <laughs> still. No, I mean, I I genuinely think that it's just her Italian, just, like, way of life. Like, she was just still, like... Gabrielle, this is what you need to tell them. This is what I want. And I'm like, girl, I, I just, I'm too young for this. <laughs> like, no, that's all cool. Of my other, yeah, she's the it's... only one that has actually shown me she's cared. You're right. Like all of my other, um, you know, my grandpa, my best friend, every time they're in my dreams, we're partying. Like we're just, we're talking and we're catching up with each other. And it's very, it's very different from when she visits us. And I'm just not surprised at all. That's so funny. What uh, what did she smell like? I'm so curious. Um, it's it's a hard. I don't I don't even know how to really describe the scent. It's like a mixture between like Italian sauces and like different like herbs, like different lavenders. It's like a a thick mixture, and it's That's very so specific. 
<laughs> I don't even know, but I just, I, it's so specific and it, it's like a gust of wind comes by me. I can even be like in my car and the windows are up and all of a sudden it's just like a giant whiff. And I'm like, what do you want? <laughs> what do you want from me? Oh, it's, that's fantastic. It's, yeah, it's, fu- it's funny. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know what you want to tell me, but I'm here and I'm listening to you. And a lot of the times it's just, it's really nothing. I, <laughs> I just smell her and that's it. And that can be a thing too. Um, with the spirit world, you, you can still have all of your senses. Like I can sometimes see, I can sometimes hear, I can feel, smell, taste. But a lot of the times for me, it's a knowing and it's a feeling rather than a smell. So that's why I know to her, she very specifically likes to let me know she's here by the smell. So it's different for everybody. Does that like help you in any way? Like just knowing that they're there? I think it, it, it helps me a little bit just because it it brings me comfort knowing that they are still here, but I'm also completely okay with, and I've also, you know, have had had to speak out loud. Like you can go do your thing. Like, I know that you're still here. I know that you still have a spirit, but you can, you don't have to keep, you know, you don't have to keep like giving me these weird signs. Like I, I know, I understand. Go give that to somebody that needs it more than I do, if that makes sense. And like with my best friend, Brandon, who passed, he's always in my dreams. And I'm telling him, like, go into one of my other, like, close friends dreams. Like, let them know they're open to it. They've been asking you. Please go visit them. And then he does. So it definitely helps me. It helps me feel better. But I know that they should be (laughs) – I already know these things. So go go visit somebody else. (laughs) Go go let them know that you're still here, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I was just curious, right? Because you see it so much. You have that experience. Like, Is it still the same effect as it would be for sort of someone else? that maybe is newer, right? Like a lot of these dreams people have, it gives them that kind of, uh, that comfort because, you know, the world is Mm -hmm. tough on us and we forget who we are and we get locked in on our worries and those moments where we see them or we we have those types of experiences, I've heard can really help people out and to balance their emotions out a little bit and not take what they're viewing as as so serious as they were Mm -hmm. before. So I'm yeah. curious to hear more about your grandpa and your best friend, because your best friend would have been, I'm guessing, younger when he when he died. Can you talk about his death and what happened? Yes. So he passed away in 2017 from a drunk driving accident. And I know I always tell him, like, Brandon, that was at nobody. I am very strict about, you know, my beliefs on that. Nobody ever get in the car while you're drinking because you never, ever, ever know. And so he um, had a night where he drank and got in the car and hit a tree. And it was actually weird. His car flipped around a couple times and his car was completely smashed. His bones were broken, but there is not a drop of blood. It was it was very strange. And um, it was out of nowhere. And the night before, actually, let me go back a little bit with before he passed away a few months before was my coworker. His name was Noy. And the night, the week before he passed, I posted an Instagram post with the caption, long live Noy. And then he passed away. So I was like, that's really weird. Um, then with my grandpa, he was next and I was on spring break trip for college. And I woke up having very bad heart pains and I knew that something was wrong and I'm trying to call my mom to tell her I'm like having an anxiety attack and she wasn't answering me. So I was like, what the heck? And later I found out that was when my grandpa died. He randomly had a problem with his heart and collapsed. So I was like, okay, something's weird. Like I know everything comes in threes. So I was definitely keeping an eye out for something else that was going to happen. 
And so then we fast forward to August with Brandon. I was on another vacation and I remember before I got in the car to leave, I was like, something is going to happen while I'm on this trip. You know, I don't want to jinx myself. I don't really want to say that, but I just know. And so I get a call in the middle of the night from my mom and I instantly knew something was wrong. I was like, I'm not answering that call. And so I made her, I mean, it's kind of messed up, but I made her call me a few times before I finally answered. And um, I got the call. He passed away. And the night before he passed, I also posted another Instagram that said heaven is for real. And so I don't think any of that's a coincidence. When he passed away the next week, he, after his funeral, he came to me in my dream for the first time and he took me on the edge of a cliff. And at the bottom of a cliff was a giant waterfall, but the water was not blue. It was like crazy colors. That's hard for me to even describe. Um, I've never seen anything so beautiful. And he told me, Gabrielle, this is where I get to go now. And then he disappeared. And that was the end of that first dream that I had with him. Wow, it is interesting. Do you, when you look at these dreams, I'm guessing you get a different feeling about them because words can be spoken and you get to see him again. Are there any like dreams that really stand out to you that maybe you've learned something or it helped you out in some way? Yeah. So the one most recently with my grandpa, this was on March 19th of this year and he passed away on March 21st of 2017. So keep that in mind. I woke up at like eight o'clock in the morning on that day and then I fall back asleep. And within a 20 minute time period, I felt like I was in my dream space for a couple hours at least. And my grandpa came to me and I remember that I was asking him, it felt very vivid. It didn't feel like a normal dream to me. And I've always been the type of person to write down and keep note of my dreams. So I knew basically that I was, something was going to happen in my dream world, if that makes sense. And so I'm standing in my old dining room. Like I say, that happens when I have visitations from spirit and my grandpa comes in the room and I'm like, oh my gosh. I haven't seen you in so long. Like, where have you been? I have so many questions to ask you about what happens after you die. And so he was like, okay, I'm here. Like, let's do an interview. So I literally start interviewing him in my dream. So the first thing I asked him was, what happens when you die? Like, what does it feel like? And he told me that it feels like you're in a dream. Like, you get to do whatever you want. You get to go wherever you want. He was making it very clear to me that time is actually an illusion. It doesn't really exist. So he was the one to tell me that you can go anywhere and everywhere at once in the spirit world. So if I'm asking him to visit me, what somebody else is asking him to, he can be at both places at once just because of his higher self. And then I'm trying to think, he also told me a few stuff about, you know, family wise of what happened and what he wanted and where he was at his funeral and that he was at his funeral And then the most crazy thing that he showed me was he gave me this box and he told me it was his box of his lifetime, but um, I now know that that's the Akashic Records. And so I was going through this box and when I would, he was asking me to scroll through it and I would see all these memories, but it wasn't all of what he looked like in his last, last lifetime. It was all of his lifetimes together and all of his memories from when his soul was created is what he told me. And so I clicked on one and one of them was him as an elephant. And he was like, yeah, Gabrielle, like one of my lifetimes was an elephant. And I was like, okay, that's super crazy. That's super weird, but let's keep going. So basically after that dream, I'm calling my uncle to tell him what happened. And he was like, no way, like the elephant thing. He said he's been randomly feeling the urge to collect elephants 
And in the last couple months, he's bought like nine elephant statues. I kid you not. And he said that morning before I called him, he went out and one of the elephant statues was broken on the ground. And then I'm calling my aunt to also tell her the crazy dream that just happened to me. And she was like, what the heck? Her mother-in-law actually just offered her a giant like elephant stool with elephants all over it. So, you know, I took that as a huge sign. And I mean, when I woke up from that dream, I was like, that was real. That is not a normal dream. That felt so realistic. I got so many of my questions answered. I was just like, thank you. That was crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. And <laughs> it, it's amazing, right, on, on what was shared. And we had a couple of people, guests, come on and talk about sort of reincarnation and how their views has shifted because of these dreams. And it seems that that's what he was talking about too, right? Like he was coming down or back at, as different animals, different people. The animals mm-hmm. thing's interesting. I don't know if I've heard that before. I'm, I think I may have with just like different cultures and, and what they believe. And so was that anything new to you? Is, do you ever, do you view anything differently about, I guess, the afterlife now from, um, because of that? I, yeah. So I, I actually didn't really know what the Akashic records were before that dream. And so to people that are listening, the Akashic records are basically a whole collection of timelines of all of your memories and choices and thoughts since you were created as a spirit. And so I do believe in reincarnation. A lot of my beliefs also stem from Hinduism and Buddhism and um, just like learning and taking courses and different classes about that. So I definitely believe in reincarnation and it definitely opened my eyes more to the reality of it and um, being able to see that with my own eyes of how that worked. And it's really hard to explain exactly what I saw and how they looked to me. But I also, one of the questions I asked him was, is there like a higher God, is there a creator? And he basically just started laughing. And so, and then I woke up. So I took that as myself. What I believe in is that, duh, like, duh, there is a higher consciousness. There is a source. And what people were telling me after I made a TikTok about it was he was just laughing because he was also like, duh, Gabrielle. Like we are the source, we're all one and the law of one and all that stuff. So that was like the biggest thing I took out of that, the Akashic Records and the creator joke that he made with me because he was just, he was just laughing. And I was like, I was so confused. I was like, that doesn't answer my question. If you answered all the other ones, why can't you answer that one? And I think it was just because he was like, come on, duh. (laughs) <laughs> don't ask stupid questions yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so do you have any other questions you would you would ask given an, maybe another time moving forward or are you are you okay I I personally think that I am okay I really got all of my profound questions out and also just about like his loved ones and stuff like that and people that were still on earth and all that type of stuff that I was asking him and I feel way more comforted um, because I also, one of the other questions, sorry, it's all coming back to me too. I asked him, do you come to me in my dreams? And I was obviously in a dream and he was like, yes. Um, so I thought that was funny um, because I, that was, it's just so stupid of me. And another thing is he also was one of the first spirit instances that I've had where I can actually hear um, and physically hear what they're trying to tell me when I'm awake. So I asked him if that was true too. And he told me, yes. Um, So that was really neat. I got all of my questions and assumptions answered. And 
yeah, I, I'm very grateful that I got to have that dream. And what I tell people when they ask me how to have them themselves, I always say the number one thing to do is ask. And that's what I was also taught. You just have to be open to it. You have to ask if you, if you want that to happen to you, just be like, hi, I am really wanting my grandpa to come to me my dream tonight. And just being more aware of your dreams, keeping a dream journal. I've kept a dream journal since I was 11 years old and I still have it. I write down all of my dreams. So it makes me more consciously aware when I'm in one. So it's crazy. Um, all the questions that I've got answered from him and in my dreams and in that one specifically. That's interesting that said like your audience and, and the people that follow you want to know how they can have it too. Because yeah, we see that a lot as people just you know, they can get jealous. They want these experiences more often than they're getting them because it can be very rare for, for many people. And that one question that they ask is, how can I? I actually did research on that. And you're actually really close to actually the, the advice. So one of the reasons why people have more of these dreams than others is because they have a higher dream recall rate. Mm -hmm. And one way to inc increase that is to journal your dreams. So you're basically mm -hmm. telling yourself they're important. And so because mm -hmm. of that, your mind starts to remember these more often. But there is 10% of the population that just doesn't remember their dreams. So just understanding that it is, you know, like if they can remember their dreams, that by increasing that frequency, yeah. which is what you're doing is you're going to have a better chance at catching these types of dreams. And so what that says to me is a lot of people are probably dreaming of the deceased, but just not remembering it when they're wake up, waking up. And I'm always yeah. curious if that has an effect on people as they move forward in life. Yeah. And I just, I've noticed that keeping notes of my dreams has not only made the ones with my loved ones more specific, but I also can find stuff out about my life and my future in my dreams. And so many of them have come true. And it's, it's really just starting with keeping notes. And actually I was talking to my mom's friend who her father just passed away and she was like, how do you have these dreams? And I was like, listen, trust me, he wants to come in your dreams, just ask him. And he came to her in her dream that night. <laughs> so it was crazy. <laughs> That's beautiful. I wish it was that easy for everyone. <laughs> I truly believe yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, but it's it's really not. And, yeah. you know, it, it can work. And that's sort of like that dreaming can be an incubation kind of tactic where you think about what you want before bed. Mm -hmm. And hopefully you basically you are telling yourself you want to remember this type of dream if you get it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those those are great tips for people as yeah, they sort of just, move forward. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Just be open to it. And if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, you just just keep an open mind, start taking notes of your dreams and make it a fun thing. I it's mm -hmm. it's definitely fun for me now when I go to sleep because I know, you know, just from keeping notes for a long time that I am more aware. So lucid dreaming is a thing and with my loved ones. And it's, it's really funny to me. And I, I'm really grateful that I get to have these experiences and share them with, you know, my audience too, just because I know very well that not everyone has them, but I'm also the type of person that I'm like, you can do anything that you want. And it's not that far away from your reach too. If you're, it's really about keeping an open mind and just asking and talking to the universe and just being more aware period <laughs> yeah and to know that you know if it is a negative dream that you remember which you know there, it is common too that you know just use discernment and don't think mm -hmm. of it as a haunting or a negative visitation oh just yeah like, right like and that's the sort of like one of the yeah. things I, I tried to get away too because a lot of people 
who do believe that these dreams are visitations when they get one of those negative ones they they're they feel afraid that something's that the individual's mad at them or they're haunting yeah. them for whatever reason so it's just being using that discernment yeah that's another thing too the uh, using discernment is very important too because the spirit world is also all love and it, you Sometimes people will have nightmares where their loved ones will come to them and be like mad at them. That's not going to be the case that they're all love. And, you know, even though I was saying earlier, my grandma was telling me what she wanted. She was still coming to me because of the vibration of love. Like that's how they come through to you. And if you're having like a nightmare of your loved one, I I don't think that that was, I think that's actually going to be your head if I'm explaining that and using the right wording, just because it, Spirit world is all love, and that's how they will come back to you when you vibrate and you raise your frequency and you're open to that and accepting that love. So I know I have a lot of, I have a younger audience too on TikTok, some of them, and they always are saying, you know, that they're having these dreams or they're having these experiences and they're scared. And I'm like, don't be scared. It's a gift. It's a gift to be able to have these dreams and to be able to have these experiences and you know, a lot of the times it might come to you in a scary way when you're younger, like, for example, when my grandma was shaking us awake, but that it's all love. And it, when you're open to that, and they just want to let you know that they're still here. Mm. No, I, I like that. And I like that, that advice, because yeah, just sort of, I guess, when you when people reach out to you. Uh, yeah, so like negative dreams are related to sort of trauma and you know unresolved feelings of guilt or blame so that's what it's like you're working through your grief and that's a part of dreams is to help us work through Mm -hmm. emotions in many ways so i think it's it's great you have a platform where you're you're allowing people to i guess feel normal in these situations when they do have Mm -hmm. these dreams or these experiences that it's okay and it's just part of the process and there's different ways on just helping you understand so you don't have the distress in waking life. And it's all about everyone around just raising awareness and saying that this happens. And then your interpretation is your interpretation. But it's just saying that it's okay that you had these. Like that, that's fine. Yeah. Hopefully it brought you some yeah. peace. Yeah. You're normal. And there's also, you know, when I talk about it on the internet too, there's some people telling me that, you know, it's a demon or like it's my grandpa, he's a demon. And I'm just like, first of all, you can't be saying that stuff on the internet. That's just not true and it's not okay. And, you know, if you're talking about your experiences, you have to be able to, you know, shut that off in a way just because that can be really harmful to someone, you know, telling someone telling you a story about how their loved one visited you and then someone coming back and saying that that was not true is very hurtful to some people and you just have to you know me talking about it I just laugh it off at this point because I'm like that's just ridiculous and some people are saying that I just made it up but I'm like I don't have time to make it up I wouldn't be talking about it and like helping people and trying to help people if I was making it up you know so yeah no actually it's one of the reasons (laughs) why I started doing the research is because you know there is a lot of negative bias around these dreams and it hinders the 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 minds or the body's way of of trying to you know work through their their grief and so when you Mm -hmm. say that it's the devil in disguise i got that a lot from some pastors not all pastors some pastors say it's it's god it's work of god god's allowing it but there's certain pastors that would say it's the devil in disguise based on how they see the afterlife and they don't know but at the end of the day that's the advice they're giving and that's so disheartening for me because the person in that congregation looks up to them for answers and Mm -hmm. what once was a positive experience is now something negative and something that they fear 
Yeah. And it, it what it does is instead of getting rid of the fear and having you conquer the fear, it it almost puts it into a trophy that you can put in your room and always see that fear. It, it's mm -hmm. it's giving it a place. And, and that's in some <laughs> in some uh, traditional religions that it's important to have fear there because it keeps people uh, obedient. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, the amount of amount of comments that I get on a daily basis saying that to me, I make it clear to my audience like this is not acceptable to be saying to somebody. Um, I don't care what you believe in. I don't care. You can do you, but don't come to anybody else. Um, negatively and tell them that their experiences aren't real because everybody's experiences are valid. Even if someone's having a ton of experiences with negativity and negative spirits and coming from a lower vibration, because like I said, the spirit world is all love, but there are always those lower vibrational beings. So everybody's experiences are valid, but if you don't agree with someone, you don't have to you know, tell them that their experiences, they're demons. It's crazy to me that you know, when, you're, when your mind is so closed off to that stuff, how it can completely trick you and flip you. Just seeing that firsthand for so many years from my friends that don't believe me. And, you know, just I learned to keep to myself to them about what I talk about. And I'm like, if you don't agree with me, that is completely okay. Just, you know, we don't have to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's obviously, you know, the maturity that you have at your age, because like you said earlier, you've learned to not absorb that type of energy because it, it can be very harmful to you as a person because you are open so much and you know, that's you setting boundaries, right? And, and teaching that with other people. Yep, exactly. And so I know you're a big fan of Ram Das. Have you had a dream of him yet? Um, no, I haven't had a dream with Ram Das, but if you already know about the, the book and teaching that I talked about on TikTok, I can tell you about that instance too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious because like you seem to be able to like when you ask, have you ever asked for a dream of Ram Dass? I, I haven't asked him for a dream, but I also know that his spirit has definitely um, been watching me because of what happened with his book. I basically had a profound experience with his book called Be Here Now. And I talked about it on TikTok and I literally said that this book is going to find you when you're supposed to read it. And I made that video exactly a year after he passed away. And that video blew up somehow out of all my videos that could possibly get that many views. It blew up and he, it found millions of people. And from me saying that, so I know that his spirit is watching me like he used, I feel like he used me as a way to get his word out, if that makes sense, because it genuinely, it started a trend on like spiritual TikTok. So many people found this book. It was almost like a game of telephone because at that point, my words got twisted into base. It was like an ancient saying that that book was going to find you when it was just kind of like me making a silly video about it. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I just thought that was crazy. It was exactly a year after he passed away that I made that video and it found millions of people. Wow, that's it's beautiful. Yeah. And you're right. Like, like I'm a big fan of Ram Dass. That's why I brought it up. And mm -hmm. you're right. It's like, how do you how do you get the message out now to a younger crowd? And if you're in that that sphere, right? Then you know, like, how do you? There's got to be a voice for them. And like every generation is a new voice. And so it's just nice that you're trying to bring out some old 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 voices to the uh, the newer crowd. So I think that's that's amazing because yeah, there's a lot of wisdom in his words. 
Yeah. Have you read Be Here Now by Ram Dass? Have I? Come on. I've read all his books. And even I don't his know. Newest... I'm just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I like, I like uh, listening to his lectures. I get, I really enjoy those uh-huh. and I'll listen to those before bed too. Uh, they just mm-hmm. sort of get you in this sort of peaceful mindset and just has so much yeah. knowledge and being a psychologist, right? I really connected with his academic journey and yeah. then, and then meeting his guru and stuff and all the advice and information that really helped me along the way to just understand attachments and how like your past can really hinder you and trying to find love and to be free and to just also be kind to yourself on the journey. Like he was so honest about all his mm-hmm. insecurities, his vices that most people won't go there, but he went there and it was just, it's funny. He makes, he makes it sound as like, it's not that serious, which I really enjoyed. Yes. I, I know. That's why I love him so much too, just because his words are really powerful and they can stick with people. And um, when I had that first experience with that book, I could feel his presence and um, the other creators there with me. And just, it was, it was no other words describe it than crazy for me, because just like I've had other instances with spirit, I could feel him there with me. And he was still very new to me at that point. And so when I felt that attachment to him and when I realized how profound his words were, um, was when I was like, I really need to talk about this book and open more people's eyes to his message and his teachings because I'm, it, he, I, I don't, I don't understand how somebody can be that wise and just, I just, it's, it, he blows my mind. So does that book specifically just because of the way that he wrote it. I've never seen a book um, written like that with those messages and those pictures. And I just thought it was super powerful and I'm really happy that it actually found that many people. I'm I'm shook. I think that that book probably sold out at a lot of stores um, because of what TikTok did to it. No, I, I hope so. Did you just, you know, we're talking about Ram Dass, but I actually just finished reading his latest book that came out after he died called Being Ram Dass. And it's basically his biography. Have you read that? No, but now I'm going to get it right after. You, you, you got to get it. You got to get it. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm going to get it. Yeah. And then, I don't know if you read the other book, which was released last year, called Walking Each Other Home with Mirabai Bush and Ram Das. We had Mirabai on the podcast here. Oh, you did? Yeah. And so it's all about death and dying. And it was really weird because when I read it, I knew I, there was a feeling that he was going to be dead soon. Like he knew mm-hmm. it. And then he died right after the release, soon after that release. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it's another mean- book if you haven't read. That's a good one too. I have, yeah, I'm, I've been, right now I've been watching a lot of documentaries and a lot of his teachings like on YouTube and stuff like that, just because um, I was just introduced to him when that book was given to me and that all happened. So I've been doing research like that, but I have been meaning to buy another book by him. And now I'm literally going to go and buy them as soon as I am done on this phone call, because that just reminded me that I need to do that. And No, like I, I can't even explain just by finding him how much he changed my life too. Just by even talking about him and reading that book, he has a huge, 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 huge impact on Earth and in the spirit world. Um, to the point where when I was reading the book, I could feel him so heavily. It was just a feeling of, um. I could feel his like comfort and like excitement of another person finding the book, if that makes sense. Wow. 
Yeah, it's like knowing your teachings continue to have an impact mm -hmm. even after you're dead. That's that's beautiful. So I'm happy you found the book. Hey, that's amazing. I look forward to getting some uh, insights from you, like as you continue on, because I love talking about him and and all his sort of his journeys with others. Because it's not like I have a bunch of people that are you know reading or know know about him. But when they do come around, I love just chatting with people about him. Yeah. All right. So one of the final questions we like to ask on the podcast is if you could have a dream tonight of someone who has died, who would that be? And what would that dream look like? Hmm, that's a really good question. I guess I, I mean, I, the main losses that I've had in my life are the ones that I have talked about. And so I guess that if I could have a dream with literally anybody that has passed away, it would definitely have to be still my loved ones. And I would probably be Brandon because Brandon was my closest friend and he knew about the connection I had to the spirit world before he passed away. So I think that's why he continues to come. But I am always excited to wake up and find out that he was in my dream the night before. So if I could choose anybody, it would be my best friend, Brandon. And I would ask him to probably take me back to the place that he was showing me earlier. Like take me Take me to the other planet. Show me where you're going. Show me where you're at. Show me where you've been at. Show me what you've been up to. Because I think that's so fascinating, um, thinking about what's actually out there in the universe. What type of planets are there? What type of aliens are out there? Where are you going? Where do you go when you pass away? So that would probably be what I'd choose if I could tonight. I like that. And would he be the age where he died at or the age he would be now? Um, he would definitely be the age and what he looks like now because um, when he does visit me, it's funny. So when he passed away, like he was what I think we were, he was 18 years old. So he was definitely shorter. He's a little thinner. But when he comes to me now, he has huge muscles. It's so funny how he presents himself to me with huge muscles because I'm like, Brandon, I don't think that you looked like that when you were alive. So I feel like he would present himself to me as now with big muscles. He's been working out, you know, and <laughs> yeah. uh, getting his reps in. <laughs> it's funny. No, it's it's actually calm. Like when I first realized that in the first stream and woke up, I was like that little that little, no curse word intended, but you know what I'm talking about. Like he just jokes with me in the spirit world too, because I was like, Brandon, I don't remember you having muscles that big. I'm sorry to break it to you, but if that's what you want to look like, that's what you can look like. That's so funny. Doing his bicep curls, <laughs> <laughs> drinking his protein shakes. <laughs> that's funny. I'm curious too about the the world, right? Because. Uh... I, I always find it fascinating in movies when they try to make up you know, what a different world would be. I know, Sean, you like the, the Star Trek and they go to worlds all over the time. And I wonder how accurate some of those are. And so, yeah, keep us updated. If uh, you get to go to one of these worlds, I'm interested too, to sort of see what that would uh, look like or how you would understand that. Yeah, I will. <laughs> I'm t this is me putting it out there tonight. Brandon, you better come to me in my dream and take me to a different planet. <laughs> Yeah. And you know, that's, it's, it's so beautiful. And I think you have such a unique, beautiful, vivid imagination. You could see that in, in the songs you, you make in the music video, in the, even your uh, art on your songs that you release. Like I was, I was one of them. That's just uh, super trippy and, and really cool to look at, but yeah, I can definitely imagine your dreams being uh, pretty, pretty yeah. awesome. <laughs> Thank you. 
where can people find your music, you, your your social media accounts? You want to shut those out? Yeah. So on, I'm on Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, all music streaming platforms by just searching Zingara. On TikTok, I am at Zingara Music. And then on Instagram, I am at Zingara.official. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It was a pleasure for me to just be able to talk to you about these experiences. And because you are younger, a lot of our our guests are older and it's amazing for you to have so many experiences and to be a voice out there for some of the people that are just coming up and are looking for some answers. And it's good that you you have some for them. Actually, before we go, I have a curious question. So why Zangara? What does that, does that mean something? Oh, yes. So Zangara actually means gypsy in Italian. And so my family are full of Italian gypsy witches back in the day. So I was looking for a name to go by and I wanted to do gypsy, but gypsy was taken. So then I was like, what is gypsy in Italian? And it's Zingara. And very short story, gypsy, the girl that was taken, the name that I wanted is actually my boyfriend's now ex-girlfriend. And she also has the same name as me. And she was the whole reason that I started to DJ, long story short, without actually knowing who she was. So very small world as another example of how nothing is a coincidence. Shape, like, it's just crazy. So Zingara means gypsy in Italian. It really just, I feel like, brings everything together for me. But what I didn't think of is that with the, starting with the letter Z is going to put me always at the bottom of a lineup when I play a show. <laughs> So I was like, crap, but it's okay. Yeah, you know what? It's it's apt. It's quite apt, and it's a beautiful name. I like it. Thank you. you. Thank you. An A before it, so A Zingara, and then you always be first. You're right. (laughs) You know what? Sometimes it's better to finish last than first, be first, you know? so I I didn't learn that from Ricky Bobby. Well, when you're... you're, (laughs) When you're, when you're performing, the last act is the most important act. So, oh, no, that's true. Yeah, that's true. You're right. <laughs> all right. You're um, right. To wrap it up, to all our listeners, we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to know more about the topic, please check out our platform at griefdreams.ca. If you wanted to support the podcast, you can contribute to the links on our website. We would like to thank all those who continue to support us. And also on the website, you'll find out our courses by Dr. Joshua Black and Jade Carlin Black. And there are two of them. One of them's a, a grief dreams workshop, and the other one is crazy in love using romantic relationships as a vehicle for growth. Uh, if you have Facebook, you can check out our grief dreams podcast page to be notified of when we release new episodes. And you can also join the grief dreams Facebook group to share your dreams or hear more dreams of others. We're also on Twitter and Instagram and clubhouse at grief dreams. And as we like to say with love and gratitude from us to you. Introduce myself. You have introduced yourself. This is a very good conversation.